week of going deeper. We met 10 times through the week and finally on Saturday morning for a time of worship and sharing and communion. And during those first 10 sessions, the group immersed themselves in an hour of silence and soaking prayer. Can you imagine that? One whole hour? Woo! Jesus must have been there. He was, and he is. But we spent an hour of just in silence and soaking prayer and before sharing what, what God was revealing to us. And in many of us, God was intimately disclosing things meant only for that person. And that was generally my experience for me. I guess we had a few things to do through the week, some things that he just wanted to share with me, and that's good. And I feel compelled to share. But in other situations, God was also revealing spiritual truths that he, he wanted us to share with one another, and potentially for our vineyard and family here. Some of, you know, we're not all here today, but for us. Notes were gathered, they were collected, they were binded together. Danielle bound them and reviewed them and then passed them along to Debbie and I for our consideration and review. And, and we're going to continue to look at things that were shared there. But I'm going to say that in the summation of things collected, Danielle shared with me that, and she sort of summarized it on the last page for us as she handed them to me. They were three things that she highlighted there, or four things, sorry. One was intimacy with him. That seemed to be a, a just a sort of a, this was a, something that just kept coming up over and over again in different ways. God was, well, God is, not, God is calling us to draw closer to him. Eric concluded the words, Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Another word was in an area that God is putting his finger on for us is the, and I will say, the gift of repentance. It's, repentance is, is a good word. It's, the, you know, the, it's that metanoia word that we've talked about before. It's that, it's ability to change not just the direction you're going, but your thinking. What motivates you to do the things that you do? What, what makes your mind go a particular direction when something comes at you a particular way or people come at you a particular way? But God inviting us to change the direction that we're headed in our, our thinking, our whole way, our whole course of life. It's a gift and ironically, the things that seem too hard for us are absolutely perfect. 
because we're not supposed to do this on our own anyways. That's been our problem because we've been living life on our terms and in doing it our way. And we've been reaping, some of us, the consequences of those decisions. Thankfully, not everything that we deserve. <sighs> Praise the Lord. I would not be here if that were the case. Bonnie had, had written just a couple of things Forward, the first thought that came to her, she says, our way forward is in the turning and the returning. <laughs> Let me say that again. Our way forward is in the turning and the returning. And then there was one particular verse amongst many that were included with that word, Danielle, that I highlighted. I highlighted this, sorry, I did. But I saw that you did it in some notes too, so... I marked your, the book up. Don't lend me your Bible, folks. Unless you're prepared to give me the colors that you want to see things underlined in. But there. Acts 3.19, and maybe you're writing this stuff down, but repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Oh, see that? Like God's going to meet you and me when we make those hard decisions in our life. When we sincerely ask him for the power to make change, to live differently, to think differently, to respond and react differently. And he'll refresh me on the way. So this is about as much as preparing our hearts so that when God comes, we don't perceive his coming as judgment. It's why Jesus' cousin was sent out ahead of him to prepare hearts for his coming. Because if they'd have heard Jesus without a repentant heart, the things that he would have said would have been too hard and judgmental. Didn't, Jesus didn't change his story. It was the same story. Some people heard his words as judgment. Others heard them as life. Getting our hearts aligned allows us to see him coming like spring rain on our dry and our thirsty ground and not as judgment. Communion. And this is where everything starts coming back full circle. Jesus is inviting us to remember him and to be continually feeding on the gift of our healing through his broken body and for the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness from sin. The cross is like this naked statement of God's love to us and to anyone who will receive him. But I'll tell you, it's hard to look on, isn't it? The world needs a savior, we need a savior, but that cross, Jesus' invitation is saying, today your sins have been removed from you. Celebrate. 
This is not a time for sorrow. Celebrate. Today you've been forgiven. Jesus is inviting us into a sacred communion with him and calling us to be reawakened in our awareness and our need for him and his provision for us. He's already provided, even before you ask. And finally, amazing things are coming. There is a very real sense that this just isn't some religious exercise but that God is in fact doing something. He's preparing us. It's consistent with words coming from a myriad of sources across multiple denominations and movements, and even within our vineyard friends globally, and as we heard in the U.S. when Debbie and I were down there just this last year, there is a very real sense that a fresh an unprecedented move of God's spirit was going to come and is coming into the entire land and we needed to be ready. We need to be ready so that when he comes, it'll be like spring rain. The image I have, I don't, have any of you been relay racers at all? in life, like done track and field. So you're the fourth runner you're in the final leg. What do you do when you see that third runner running towards you? you? You start running, don't you? And you trust him to hand that off to you. This is a bit of that. We're in the race. We need to be set, we need to be looking, and we need to be moving ready to be handed whatever it is that God wants to hand us. We need to be willing to watch, to wait, to pray. I'm going to invite Debbie up and because uh, she's sitting on some things right now. It's her chance to get even with me, honey. Mine is really quick. I just was uh, one of the uh, times when I was there, and the picture I got was I felt like God was showing me this pipe, this main pipe, and and then I saw holes attached to it, which was us. That the main pipe was God Himself, and the pipe or the the hose was us, and we were attaching. Uh, being hooked onto the main pipe, but and and the the living flow, the, the life comes through him. But we have to be attached. But I felt through our fast that a lot of us were doing that. But I also felt God saying, just because you may not be fasting now, I don't want you to stop what you're doing. This is important. You need to stay tapped in. What you've learned in this fast. Your quietness before Him, your your um, your, your prayer life your, in the Word. Don't let it stop because we've stopped the week of fasting. Let's take what we've learned and even get better at it because that's what He wants us to do. Mm-hmm.